0: Hello and it's Harding Speaks Arsenal and today I'm gonna to get cracking again because you know quite a lot has happened within the last five to seven days since I did my last podcast and um unfortunately nothing has got better for Arsenal after playing two more games and it makes me think um when are we going to win again and um you know being only four points off of relegation now What are the actual chances of, you know, accidentally slipping down there? Because um, we're hungry and we're desperate for points. And you could see that the other day in the Chelsea game. But all of a sudden, you know, the game turned on its head within four minutes in the second half. And those four minutes proved to be a loss of three points, which we don't want to see repeating repetitively um, this season. And um, quite frankly... You know, if we keep on repeating these same performances and errors, then, you know, relegation may be an actual possibility, which we don't um, want to see. I'm sure anyone who isn't an Arsenal fan, though, would love to see that, especially if you are Tottenham in disguise. I'm sure you'd like to see Arsenal go down, but I wouldn't, because we've been in the top five for 101 seasons, which is um, the the longest amount of time that um, a club has ever been in the top tier of the English football league being the first division or Premier League ever so um, I feel quite satisfied with that, it's a nice stat however it would have been nice to win more trophies in that time Uh, however 101 years ago we'd barely even won anything as a club and we'd literally come up from the second division beating Tottenham and um, you know that didn't help the um, Arsenal-Tottenham rivalry after moving into the north part of London, having originally been located in um, Surrey-Kentway in the south of London, where we were once the Royal Arsenal and we played at two different grounds, not at the same time, but we started off at one ground and moved to another ground hey-ho, you know, I've considered Tom about Arsenal's history for, you know, days on end. However, um, that's not what I'm here to talk about today. I'm just here to talk about what's happened recently. So, you know, let's get back to um, what I was talking about before. So, you know, what I was saying was, um, you know, if Arsenal somehow went down, you know, we'd ridiculously struggle, um transfer money wise and if we're slim at the moment then we barely have any money to spend because we've spent all the seventy million pounds um in in the last transfer window and I think that quite frankly um you've got to pay twenty million these days in the championship to get yourself a a decent player who who could help you go back up and You know, just talking about this makes me feel a bit scared because it's, you know, relegation isn't a territory I've ever um, thought was possible when it came to the Gunners. However, we could be edging closer and closer to that possibility, although I think it's just my instinct kicking in and my um, anxiety. So let's put that to bed. So, on Boxing Day, we drew one all with Bournemouth away. And quite honestly, I did think we were going to win, you know, 1-0 or 2-1, because Bournemouth aren't in a great position either, you know, they're lower down than us, and at the end of the 90 minutes, they must have been screaming with joy, because they lost 2-0 um, the game after against Brighton, and they went 1-0 up against us. And when they were 1-0 up for, you know, half an hour, you know, a you know, big chunk of the game, you know... Uh, I felt as if we weren't actually going to get a goal back. And when we got a goal back, I was thinking to myself, surely we're, we're going to get a winner because that's what we needed and that's what I thought we were going to score and get. But it just wasn't to be. And although when I saw the um, highlights, you know, we had a goal cleared off the line, you know, had the defender not cleared our shot off the line then we would have um, scored the winning goal so you know that's a little bit gut wrenching because we haven't won since the ninth of December and our next game is Man United tomorrow and if we don't win that game we'll get a point and the teams below us you know draw or win we're only gonna fall further down, which is why it's a priority now to try and win ten of the last so many games of the season, or um, seven, because we need to not we need to make sure we we don't put ourselves in jeopardy when it comes to um keeping our league position for next season in the Premier League. Um. So yeah, it's important to at least draw tomorrow with Man United, especially as it's a, a home. And we um, played Chelsea two days ago, and I was a bit worried about the game beforehand. But I was thinking to myself, well, you know, Chelsea had lost like five out of the previous six games or four. They'd, you know, they'd lost to Southampton, um, West Ham, and Bournemouth as well. And I just thought, you know, what chance have they got against us? However, I did actually watch them against Tottenham, you know, a few days beforehand, and I thought they kind of ripped them to pieces. And that was what I was worried about Um, when they um, played us the other day, because I thought, what if they end up doing the same? Because, you know, if if they did that much damage to us, and if they did that much damage to Tottenham then they could potentially do a lot worse to ourselves considering we're in a worse opposition than Tottenham and <coughs> we um, were dominating the game for the first half and the first um, you know 45 minutes in fact, you know, it made me feel proud to be a gunner within those first 45 minutes of the game because, you know, we were energetic. It was pulsating football. And, you know, our play, playing with football, you know, hasn't been much better than that all season. And I really felt like after going into a tunnel, a dark tunnel for, um, for you know, two, three months, there was finally light at the end of the tunnel, you know. Because we have we barely won within the last few months, you know. Going eight games without winning is horrendous, and is far from you know even you know top ten material. So you know, had we have won the other day, it would have meant a lot. And if we could have, hanged on for ninety minutes, it would have been better than um, you know join or losing. But, you know, in in that first 45 minutes, was it Aubameyang Lacazette? You know, he kept on running. And then in the end, he he did fall down after fighting against the resistance of the Chelsea defender. Um, However, I think it's difficult to say that should have been a penalty because, you know, players dive so easily and Lacazette did dive again in the second half. And that's why he got booked because you know, it was a simulation, quite um, obviously, which, um, you know, I'm not a fan of, you're not a fan of, and they shouldn't be a fan of it, yet they still do it, which, um, you know, only increased the risk of one of our players getting sent off, because in total there was nine fouls in that game, something like the highest four games so far this season in the Premier League. We had five, Chelsea had four, And in the first half, you know, when we were so um, dominant in the game, and, um, you know, I hadn't seen Chelsea play so bad all season, I I just felt like we needed a second goal to capitalise um, an early victory in the game, and to uh, make sure that we weren't nervous in the second half, which we were. You know, we were Chelsea in the first half come the second half of the game, and Chelsea, quite honestly, you know, it must have been overjoyed that we literally gave them nothing in the second half. You know, the, the service we give to our attackers is poor. And in the first half, it was actually pretty decent, to be fair. You know, we couldn't have asked for more. And, you know, Ozil played amazing, which meant everyone else played amazing. And, you know, frustratingly, it didn't happen. You know, we couldn't have on for it when because within four minutes the game was turned on its head quite literally because Jorginho scored and then Tammy Abraham scored with a nice twist I must admit you know some um, the Christmas twist however you know we should have at least drawn two all with the Blues and we didn't, we lost 2-1 and in the first half we had uh, oh, Laxa had a chance and you know, if it was a bombing he would've tucked it away on the volley. But he took about five touches and by the time he properly put the ball on the ground, it was cleared away by the Chelsea man. And that's why sometimes I question his ability and his rating. You know, he may be an eight out of ten striker like I say, or seven. but well, he's not a ten out of ten like a bumming but then even a bumming has those days where you think, you know, he should have had a hat trick and he didn't. So I feel like maybe when he was in the French League, he was overrated, whereas now we're really seeing how good he is. But, you know, he's, he still scored a decent amount of goals for us last season and he still scored a fair few this season, so, you know, I, sh- I shouldn't really complain. But in those situations, he should have scored um, like any other striker like Lewandowski or bumiang, And when he missed that chance, I thought, you know, um, are we going to regret that because Chelsea could come back at us? And they did, and we did regret it in the end. And, you know, had he scored, because we had a second goal, and had um, Lacazette's um, potential fa- potential foul f- resulted in a penalty for us, then, you know, we could have actually... 132 however you know we must move forward and we must look at the next game however you know me doing this podcast means I have to reflect and it means that um it's a bit frustrating um looking back at all the chances we did have in the first half and in which we failed to take it of them were all at most of them apart from that one goal but um, before Aubameyang scored you know I just I felt it was inevitable for us to score however I felt it wasn't as inevitable um, for one of the teams in the game to score until we got to, got into the second half and we realised that Chelsea you know were um, going in for glory and that they were looking to do anything to take the three points, which was something we weren't willing to do because in the second half, we just sat back. And despite our defending being better, at times it was worse. And I felt that we could have done better in the second half when it came to defending. You know, the last goal we conceded in the game to Tammy Abraham and Chelsea, you know, it was an absolute mess because the way... It happened was, it was from the other side of the pitch, in fact, um you know, Chelsea went on the counter-attack, you No, know, we had no energy, we literally jogged towards the Chelsea players, we didn't stop Jorginho or Tammy Abraham, and we just let ourselves down, and it just felt like the same old story with ourselves, and it was just the same old Arsenal that um, we've been for the last half-season, which wasn't great or good news for any of us goners at home and you know after the game I must admit I was you know disappointed because in the other games when we've lost this season you know arguably we didn't deserve to win those games so you kind of think well hey know, the loss is a loss and hopefully we should pick up a draw in our next game or we'll win but the other day I just kind of felt like you know should have put the game to bed, and we should have put the three points to bed, and we, you know, overall we should have won the game, and we didn't. So that was a bummer. However, I have some interesting news to speak about concerning Arsenal and their transfer news. Now, you know, it's all rumours. You know, don't don't believe me. And um, you know, if I'm wrong, it's not my fault. It's um, the tabloids' fault, or not? But um. I was reading, you know, only about half an hour ago that um the Bummyang said he wanted to leave Arsenal and um I we we've all heard rumors of him saying that, um, within the last six months and I try not to believe and but considering it's popped up again in um on the sports tabloids, then you know, you, you kinda of believe it and you believe it because you realise that you know he's such a good strike, and, and that he should be playing for a better club and helping a better club. To be honest, you know we're below average this season, and he he has been to um, a fair extent only because he hasn't been receiving the ball as much in games, but. I understand why a few of the um players in the team feel that they should get a transfer to another club and there is speculation um within the last few days after the Bournemouth game that um Gennito will be leaving the club on loan for 25 million to Hertha Berlin this January however um, you know, it's down to the club whether they want to let him go or not. And it's um down to himself really. And at the end of the day, if he doesn't want to be at the club, then you shouldn't force him to be at the club, otherwise he won't play well. You know, if you want and if he wants to live um after going unknown, then try and get as much money as you can for him. That's that's all we can do, really. And that's our only option by the sounds of him. However, you know, I haven't had a one-to-one with Granit Xhaka, so I don't know on a personal basis. That's just um, an international um, basis. But um, Michael Arteta has also apparently spoke to when Jeremy Boateng on the phone that he could potentially return to the Premier League after leaving Manchester City in 2011. After he won the FA Cup with them, I think or in the January transfer window. Then I can't quite remember when it was, but you know, it was you know a nice season. However, you know, he's an older player now, but he may be just what we need at the back. I'm sure that he can do a better job than the likes of Mustafi or Callum Chambers. I don't mean for any shots to be fired, then, but. I believe he could do. And the other day, in the first half against Chelsea, I thought David Luiz, you know, played pretty well. And then in the second half, you know, him and the rest of the defenders went back to their usual selves. And I thought to myself, why did I actually think he played well when, um, you know, that was the best 45 minutes of his Arsenal career so far, and you know he just let that go down the drain because you um, played pretty lacklustre in the second half. although you know, there was times when we did well, and I'll be honest, the reason I say we shouldn't have lost that game is because um, Baleno dropped the ball, and you know you can't blame him because he seems to be the only Arsenal player. That has been consistent for the whole season, despite making mistakes, although he's made more mistakes than any other um Premier League goalkeeper this season so far however, he hasn't made as many mistakes as each one in one indiv- each individual defender um who plays for Arsenal and that's when you've got to realise that um he really isn't that bad you know in my opinion since we've gone into um, a bit of a panic situation and a bit of a oh no mode he's been playing five players' positions on the field, basically. You know, he saved the defence multiple times, especially against Norwich. In fact, if you listen to the Arsenal Norwich game on the radio, every other minute it was, oh, Leno saves it. So, you know, he has done pretty well this season so far. And I understand why people are criticising him, but quite frankly, if they want to criticise him, they should also be criticising the rest of the Arsenal defence as well you know that you know there's 11 men in a team not just one on the field so apart from you know those few mistakes he's made he's been pretty good with the saves he has made and he's he's put us out of trouble so many times that he's made more saves than mistakes and that's why I feel you know he's he's not the best goalkeeper in the world but um, you know, he's done well for us so far since he started his Arsenal career against Watford last season when Pedichek came off injured against Watford when we won 2-0 and I was sitting in um the ground there at the time watching him come on so that was pretty neat. However, there's some more transfer news which I would like to update you with whether it's true or false. I don't know, you don't know, but I heard something about some um, um coming to Arsenal, a potential move which could, you know, help the club or help our team out, especially the back four, because apparently he is a top defender in Italy, despite making consecutive ninety-minute perform ninety-minute games performances. Um, for the first time this month um, in his career, since something like the last four seasons, which means um, he's been pretty inconsistent. Um, However, it looks like he's picked up some momentum, and he could potentially um, be not so far away from good form. But on the other hand... Like I said, if he's been inconsistent for the last three and a half seasons and the Italian league is a lot easier, then is he going to struggle in the English league? And I think that's what we've got to remember. You know, the Premier League is the best league in the world. Syria isn't the best. Neither is La Liga or um, the Bundesliga or league 1. And in the Premier League, when players come over here from abroad who have been in fine order... You know, they don't quite get the same respect, and they don't quite have the same reputation because they struggle more than as if they were playing in an easier league. Especially if you're playing for a top club with top players, they're not as good players. You know, not you know the players that don't um, have their name broadcasted as much. Um, you know kinda of go ignored in a way a little bit and if they make a mistake normally it's covered by another defending team. However if you put them in um a top team in England it doesn't matter what opponent they're playing against, whether it's a good or bad opponent, um their mistakes look a lot worse and they pay off just you know, they don't pay off because, you know, the football in our league is uh is of a higher quality and so are the attacks. Which means that, you know, if one plays in jeopardy, then, you know, he's putting the rest of the defence in jeopardy. However, if you've got someone playing for Juventus against um, some like Torino, he makes a mistake, um, then he's got three other decent defenders to protect him. So, you know, what happens, happens. And if he comes, then I'm guess, you know, if you're doing an okay job, hopefully better than David Louise currently, because I'm just a bit disheartened with him, because he hasn't been the man who he once thought he was, thought he once was. So, if he comes, I guess it's not so bad as I may think it is. Um... Also, Eddie Nikita, the man who scored a hat-trick for Leeds in the League Cup this season against Salford, is being recalled to Arsenal, apparently, I I read, because um, we want to bring him back into um, the starting lineup on the bench and we want to give him more game time because he's been performing fairly well for Leeds, although in my opinion, I think he's dropped off a bit for Leeds. But currently, um, recently... He had an outstanding performance and um, by the look of things, that's why I want to bring him back because he's had more good performances and bad performances and it will be nice to have more youth plays. But um, I believe that the reason we're 12th in the table isn't necessarily because we play bad football or anything like that. It's because, you know, we have a lot of, we've got, was it like, we had... You know, we like four youngsters the other day. You know, we've got a mixture of deadwood being the older players who should leave, and we've got a you know half the squad of youngsters who are inexperienced. So you know, can you really blame us for being twelfth in the league? I don't, I don't think so. In my opinion, when I mean, you've got people like Saka playing, and, and East Nelson and Joe Willock, who have you know never ever played a Premier League game before this season or for ninety minutes. And the other day, Reese Nelson played pretty well, but some of his passes didn't pay off. And quite frankly, I I believe we have one of the best youth systems in the league. Mm -hmm. So that tops off today's episode. So um, enjoy yourselves and don't get too hammered tonight because it is New Year's Eve. Otherwise you may need your stomach pumped. So adios everybody.